I've been, been on my heart. You may remember the early part of the year I said, I want to do a series on, on the holiness of God. Um, I want to bring that whole subject to God's holiness, being a holy people, a people set apart for him. Really felt it in my heart. And so today's the day we're going to start that. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know where we're going to go with it in, in time. But I really feel that in these days of such instability everywhere, out there, God is looking for a holy people. Holy doesn't mean, you know, we have all sorts of caricatures. We'll look at some of those in a minute. What, what holiness, think, what people think holiness actually is. I want to talk about what it, what, it, what it isn't and what it is. But God's called you to be holy. You know, everything about you, you've probably got a, co- a copy, hopefully you've got a real one. A real Bible. I haven't got it. You're going to think I've got a thing about it. I haven't really. But on, it, most Bibles, if you look on the spine, it doesn't just say Bible. What does it say? Holy. Holy Bible. And the Holy Spirit. We're a people of the Spirit. A people of the Word. That's who we're called to be. So if you've got your electronic Bible, or your real one, have a look in the New Testament and turn up near the back of your New Testament a little book, uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to we're going to jump in at verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 1. And if you're taking notes, it's a really long title this morning. Holiness. <laughs> Holiness. Okay? Um, so 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. It says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded... Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's when he returns. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy... You also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, God says this, You shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear. Throughout your time of exile, throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed, oh wow, from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb. Without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world. But was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. Who through him are believers in God who raised him from the dead. And gave him glory. So that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, 
for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again. Oh. Not of perishable seed, there we go again, but of imperishable through the living and abiding Word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The, gla the grass withers, and the flower fails, but the Word of the Lord remains forever. And this Word is the good news that was preached to you. Just bow your heads. Father, we, uh, we come to you this morning. We, we honour your Word. We thank you for your Word. Lord, your Word really is a lamp unto our path. A light to our feet. As we walk through this dark world, we need you, Lord. And I just pray right now as we come to this, your most holy word, I pray, Holy Spirit, will you take these words of mine, first of all, and will you teach me? And Lord, will you impart your word to every heart this morning? Lord, I, I don't know the condition of every heart in here. But I pray, Lord, that you will do heart work this morning. We will check our hearts, Lord, that we will have an angiogram in the spirit. Have your way, Lord, in our lives. We, we want to be your people. We want to we honour your name. Lord, we, wanna, we don't want to be arrogant, but we want to be confident in you. We want to be set apart for you. But we want to be a city on a hill that shines in this town and this region. It shines with the glory of God in a dying and needy world, Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name, for the glory of God. Amen. So, um, as I say, probably since last year, I really want to tackle this, this subject of holiness. And, um, yeah. Come up here, sir. No, it's absolutely, this is what I like. This is real, Karen. Confirmation. How do, how do I feel? How do I feel when I'm going to speak on a tough, it's a tough subject. And somebody says, the very words, be holy, for I am holy. Oh. And what did Roger say? Some of you have got a word. Oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, here, here we go, guys. I want to tell you, before I get into this now, you can hear from God. The Holy Spirit will drop words in your heart. And you might think, oh gosh, it was cheese last night. No, it isn't cheese, it's the Spirit of God. <laughs> there are no professionals in here. 
from the newest saint who is God. You can, you can, you know, someone who gets saved. I'm going up and stuff right away. But see, if you, someone who got saved on the streets, and the Holy Spirit comes into them, fills them. Do you know what? They can go and pray for someone, and guess what? God can heal. It doesn't. You don't get a grade. Do you know what I mean? You're not. God says, right, you've, you've, got, you've got your. It's not, it's not the. No disrespect. It's not the scouts where you get a badge. You know, you've got your badge for whatever, and you, it's a badging Sunday. I can prophesy now. No. Everything we do in this walk is by faith. You don't get it up front. <laughs> God asks you to do something. He really will give you what you need up front. He'll, he'll give you a, a bit of a push. We've got a Portugal, God willing, in a, in a week and a half. And Quickly go on, Martin. You coming up? I think I'm just going to sit down. Can you bring me a mic, please, uh, Rob, Rob? No, you need a mic. Thank you, thank you, Rob. It's, it's, this is the life of God, folks. Okay, there you go. Can you hear that? Good. So it was what you were... Say again? You are kidding. <laughs> Don't, I'm taking his time. Uh, that's a bit loud now. So it's what you said and prayed before, Kate. And I just thought what God was saying to me then is, yeah, we do try... And again, what you said, Ash, it's all fitting. We try and make ourselves get closer to God mm-hmm. and get nearer to God. But what Jonathan's just said is, he's already qualified us. Yeah. It's not a badge thing, you have to earn it in the scouts or whatever, or the girl guides or whatever we were in. He's already qualified us, the veil has been torn, we're in. And we, I think the issue we've got with ourselves is how we feel. That's right. And we've got to get our feelings out of the way and just go, God's qualified us. It's not against what he said, but you get, you get where we're going with that. Is that right? Roger, you okay with that? And it's like, we, we could spend ages going, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I don't feel right, I don't feel it, I don't, I don't feel it. You don't need to feel it. You, you just it. need to, need to in the it. words of Wallace, in Wallace and Gromit, do something, Gromit. Amen. Do something, just get up and do Amen. something. Sorry. Anyone, anyone else? Anyone else? <laughs> anyone else? <laughs> no, but seriously, do you know what? I love it, because when the word prompts you, this is not a, you know, I was with Kathy in the garden this morning. In fact, I said to some people when I came in this morning, I, didn't want, I was having such a great time with the Lord early morning in the garden this morning. Beautiful it was. And when Kathy came out, and we were, I was strumming away on the guitar and we were singing a little bit, trying to keep it down for the neighbours. But I was just saying, you know, I said, I really feel God, God on this. And it's not a lecture. You don't think, oh, now the lecture starts. <laughs> I want this to be life to you. The Word of God isn't a lecture. It's a living word to you. This is great. When the family are being the family. So thank you guys for sharing that. But holiness, it's something the church needs now. Because we are different people. We're called to be different. We're not called, dare I say it, to assimilate. That means be like the world out there to to reach them. I might, I might upset some people. I've got to be careful what I say. But it's not about flashing lights, 
smoke machines and skinny jeans. It's not about that. Because I, I lived in the, I worked in the world out there for years, in a really real world. And my mates out there are sick of all that. Going along in a dark place and it's noisy and they used to do it every night. At weekends, you get hammered. Every week, doing the same thing, looking for the answer. Drinking more ale to try and fit in. And be accepted and be a bit more confident. And waking up with that horrendous feeling of, what did I do last night? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't do that at go home hope we don't do that in the church, but we don't want to be like that. We want to be different. We're the people of the light. And I want to tell you, if you're a holy person, if you live in this word, look at what Joyce said last week in the preacher, live in it. If you're living it and you're in fellowship with God and you walk in, seeking to walk in holiness and truth, you'll shine. And you won't think you will. You will, you will shine. Because people will come to you at certain times and say, what is it about you? I've been watching you. But folks, you've got to live it. Don't just be here on a Sunday and do the religious bit. I'd rather go to heaven now. Beam me up Scotty. If he's on the machine. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to just... I just want to be on a religious treadmill and try and be a goody-goody. I want to encounter God as long as I've got breath. I want to, you know, when I, somebody once said, I want to live full and die empty. I really do. And when my time comes, I want to encourage you. I sense this morning that there's someone in here, you're frightened of death. You're frightened of dying. I want to tell you, it holds no fear for the Christian. It holds no fear. It's been, yes, where's your sting? It's been taken away at the cross. Jesus has been there. He's been there and he came back. Don't fear death. Because when the time comes, you know, now you can't see it. God will give you the grace to cross the line. But you won't get it up front. You don't get a credit card with a credit limit now for that. You'll be in a situation when you know God will bring you across into the glory. It's going to be better than this. I, I love life, but it's going to be amazing. You know, we'll look. I am excited about, I think Jesus is going to come. have been saying it for 2,000 years, haven't we? But I really, really think there's a, a chance we may see him. But you'll see him anyway. You'll see him. Anyway, on your day. And that'll be the day that he... And until that day comes, because he's planned it already, you're bomb-proof. Do you know that? If you believe in a sovereign God who's got you in his hand, there's nothing to fear in death for the Christian. Trust him. We're a holy people. So what holiness isn't? What it isn't? You're probably thinking of pictures of Black Adder and the Puritans in Black. Anyone see the 
The Blackadder, any Blackadder fans? When, when, when the pure, his auntie and uncle come to see him, the Puritans. You know, the Puritans were wonderful people. Now, they get a bad, they get a bad thing. Do you know, the clue's in the name. Pure. It's, they wanted to, their desire was to live holy before God. And you get stick if you want to do that. Be prepared for a better stick. But the people who give you the most stick are usually the ones on the inside who want to be like you. But what they're not, and there's caricatures like in programs like that, of what people think Puritans are, or whatever. But being holy, or being a holy people, it doesn't mean being, going through austere rituals that are religious. You know, religion is killer. It creates, do you know what it creates most of the time? Self, self-righteousness. You ever met any self-righteous people? Dressed to the nines on a Sunday. The best bib and tucker. And they're looking down the nose at people who, you know. I think I told you, may have told you this about one of my friends now who's a pastor who, who did time for some serious stuff in, in jail. And he would go to churches, right? These are, these, and these, sadly, were good churches. And he'd go along and everyone would welcome him. And then when they found out what, he, what he'd been like, all of a sudden, people started to move away. And he starts to feel a bit, so he, he got fed up. And he went to one of my friend's churches and said, I'm, I've had enough of this, I'm going to be from, as soon as I arrive, I'm going to tell him. So the first night he goes to the meeting at this other church, my friend's church, he walks in, gets greeted, and he says, hi, hi. He says, my name's Dave. Big bloke he is, he says, and I met Jesus in prison. So the bloke on the door said, did you? What was he in for? (laughs) And my mate thought, I'll be all right here. They get it. It's not a religious, cold building where we go through some, to a faraway God who we perceive to be a greater man in the sky. That's not being holy. It's not considering yourself better in a religious way. It's not trying to be good in your own strength. Holiness isn't for typical temperaments. You know, the introvert is more holy. Extroverts are all, oh, they're all over the place. You can be a holy extrovert or a holy introvert. That's just you. God doesn't want to change you, your personality. He's made you to be. He's made you, you. And you fit. And he wants you to walk after him. He doesn't want you to get into this strange way where you can, it talks about being conformed. We almost can be conformed to what we think church wants to make of us. Church is calling us, God's calling us to be holy people for Him. But based on who you are. There's, there's been some characters who've tried to be holy. There was a, there was a monk in the 4th century, get this. He, he was called Anthony. And he wanted a holy life. 
So he, he separated himself completely. Went to live in the desert in Egypt for 20 years. Separating himself. There's a better one than that. You may have heard of this guy, church history. He was called, sounds like a, he sounds like a, a, an artist of Britain's Got Talent. Simon Stylites. <laughs> Simon Stylites. Anyone ever heard of him? Well, he was born in 390 AD. And he had a real desire to be holy. So do you know what he did? He built a pillar. And he put a platform on it. And he lived, in the he lived on the pillar in this little thing for 37 years. Away from people. I mean, I don't know what he did. Have a shower up there? What, what did he do? I mean, he would come down and get a bit of food, I think. But he lived. He wanted to be separate. That's not holiness. You all know monks, nuns, seeking the consecrated life would, would almost go apart from this world in a desire to be holy. No, that's not the plan. We are in this world, right? But we're not of it. That's the difference. You've got to be in it because you're in it for a purpose, to live for the glory of God. Not in a convent or a monastery drawn aside. That's not holiness. You've got to be in it to win it. Hey, there's a title. You've got to be in it to win it. But God's calling you to be set apart in your life, how you live. So we looked at some things there. What it is, what, so what is holiness? What is it? Do you know in simple ways... It's a life given over totally to God. Totally to God. Someone quoted Jim Elliot yesterday. We talked about Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot, the, the missionary to the Orca Indians. Planned this mission trip with his mates for years. Do you know what happened? He got there and they got speared on the beach and he was dead. All of them. He landed the plane in this island that Orca Indians were ministering to. As soon as he got out, went to them, they speared him. So do you know what happened? Those five guys, their wives went back and led the tribe to Christ. Why? Why? Not a waste, that. I'll tell you what a waste of life is. I'm going to live for me. My pension. And I'm going to live and one day I'm going to retire. I'm going to go move to some resort. And I'm going to while me days away collecting artifacts. Living for myself. Living for Jesus. Jim Elliot made a famous quote. He said, He is no fool. It's before, obviously before he died. He's no fool who gives what he cannot keep in life to gain that. Which you cannot lose. You can't lose your salvation. I believe that, really. I'm in dangerous territory there, aren't I? When God's real in you, it doesn't matter what you go through, you may wonder. He will pull you in. Because He began the work in you. He began it and He will complete it. But He's calling you not to think, well, I'll live my life I want then. No. Be holy as He is holy. A life set apart. 
for God. Theologian Jim Packer, he spent to be with the Lord a couple of years ago, Jim Packer, and he said this, a holy person's motivation, aim, passion, desire, longing, aspiration, goal, and drive is to please God, both by what they do and by what they avoid doing. Did you hear that? In other words, one practices good works and cuts out evil ones. Good works begin with praise, worship, honouring and exalting God as the temper of one's whole waking life. Evil starts with the neglect of these things and coolness with regard to them. I must labour to keep my heart actively responsive to God. Wow, that's a long quote. But what Packer is saying is, You've got to cultivate your life. James wrote a book. People get confused over the book of James because he says things like, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. So people think, well, is it about works then? Am I earning it? See, if you're trying to be good to earn it, you've missed it. missed it you're not good I'm not you know, in my flesh I'm not good I still have an earth suit anyone else is it just me and it has desires and it wants to go its own way anyone is it just me I'm not scared honestly I'm not struggling with but I'm just real that's the flesh and it'll try and take you off track and you've got to be strong with it but your salvation isn't based on you being a goody-goody. But I want to tell you, folks, be holy. Cultivate good things in your life. Shun evil things. You know, you may have a tough time in that temptation, or someone will ring. We're going to look a little bit at the scriptures. We are looking at the passage. But when it says, don't be conformed to your former ignorance, has anyone from your former ignorance, your old friends, B.C. before Christian. When you're in a bad place as a Christian, has anyone had a phone call from them? How are you doing? We're going out on Saturday. Are you still into all that religious stuff? Well, you know, it's a bit tricky. Okay, come on. Come on out, come and have a cookies with your old mates. You know, you're real, your old mates are really your mates, you know. Come with us. Do you know, I think I will. And you know what's coming. How do I know? I've been there. I remember when I was in the wilderness years ago, it was a long time ago. I was in a club one night. And I was half cut. You've been there and you're wandering around, it's packed. Just into people. And I wandered around. A voice said, as clear and as loud as I'm speaking to you, Jonathan Kent, what are you doing in here? I turned around, I didn't know anyone. 
Look round again. No one there knew me. Jonathan Kent, what are you doing in here? I want to say to you, if that speaks to you, chuck away the old. Because what it'll do will fill you with guilt, you see. And then you become an in-betweeny. So you kind of want to be with God's people and you go on a Sunday and everyone's nice, aren't they? And you don't feel like being nice. And you feel like saying, I wish to do just... <laughs> but I better turn up. And the meeting starts and you feel guilt. Oh. Anyone else been like that? Don't be an in-between. Be all out. Be a holy person unto God. Be a holy person. A holy person, what they do, they'll follow humility. You realise <laughs> who you really are. But if you fill your life with God, you'll change. What's your diet like? I don't mean what you eat physically. Talk about your spiritual diet. Are you meditating on this? You won't survive coming for sermons. You might, you might crawl through, but you've got to be a self-feeder, guys. You've got to be a holy person. Get into this word. Get into it. Make it real for you. Pray it. Speak it out. Meditate on it. Fill your life with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Worship. Do you know what Packer says? You've got to cultivate those things. Anyone got a weed problem in the garden? Where do they come from? Jonathan knows more than anyone. He's the weed destroyer, the happy gardener. But man, they come quick. And you don't have to do anything to, to grow them. I'm just starting to get into gardening. I've reached that stage. Terry calls me Monty Kenty. Monty Don. Of the kingdom. So I'm trying to learn how to plant things. And I'm, I don't do very well. I kill them half of them. And I was mad because one day I went over a load of daffodils with the lawnmower. Turned all the, everything up in the border. She goes, I plant, what, have you done? what have you done? I said, I'm not. <laughs> but the weeds, I'm brilliant. Leave them, they'll soon come up. Like your life. Like your life. Keep your garden cultivated. A holy person will follow after faithfulness. A, a holy person, in fact, this is Ryle. Anyone heard of J.C. Ryle? Oh, I could read a list of things he said. J.C. Ryle was the first bishop of Liverpool, and he was a good one. Go and I would get it on Kindle. Might be a challenge for some people. Get it on an audio book. J.C. Ryle wrote a book in 1879 simply called Holiness. Get it and read it. I challenge it. The first chap after the introduction is on sin. What? I thought we were done where we sit. Yeah, but you need to know the, you need to know the sinfulness of sin. The weed that comes into your garden. And you've got to be killing sin with the Spirit and the Word. can't do it. Don't try and do it in your own flesh. Don't do it. Stay in this. Let it feed your soul. Get into the Spirit. Because somebody once said, you be killing sin 
or sin will be killing you. And when it says killing you, it'll just ever weigh your life. You see, we've got to be real, folks. Out there, I love people. Please understand, I love them. But until, if they don't know Jesus, they are lost. They're in an incredibly dangerous position. You know, there used to be a tightrope walk, walk, walker called Blondin. Anyone heard of Blondin? Blondin was phenomenal. He used to be able to walk across Niagara Falls. And, with that, and then he'd, he'd walk across and he'd get a wheelbarrow. Everyone would be cheering. He'd take a wheelbarrow with a 56 bag of potatoes over the, over the rope. And wow, amazing. And then he'd say, this is both ways you can look at this. He'd say, all right, who wants to get in the wheelbarrow? Would you get in it? Now, I want to say that in two ways. That's a little bit like the life of faith. God says, you can share all these great things. Get in the barrow. Let Jesus carry you through. Across the rope. He'll take you to the other side. He won't drop you. He's not blonding. He's better than blonding. But what I want to tell you from the other side of that illustration, there's a big drop. And people we love and know, sadly... I don't want Christ. I don't want it. Things are going great. I'm all right. Life's good. But they won't just fall into the Niagara Falls. They'll fall into an eternal void. Eternal punishment. It's not very polite. It's not PC, this. That's the consequences of sin. And do you know, our arch enemy, the devil, hates holiness. He will do his damnedest to stop you being a holy person. And what he'll try and do, he'll, you, you can be saved and not live a fruitful life as a Christian. Not live a holy life, you won't be fruitful. You see, you can't touch your salvation. If you're saved, you're real, you've turned away from your sin, you're saved. That should be a hallelujah. You're safe. But what he can do, the old enemy, is throw some hand grenades in to take you off track. And you go through life and you live like a second-rate they're saying Christian life because you won't be living for him. Live for Jesus. Be holy in all you do. Really quick, I've, I've, I'm late getting into the scripture. But just look down here. Look down at verse 13. Any preacher should say this. Anyone read a therefore? You, read a, you know when you start reading a therefore? Like we started a, a therefore this morning. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. You've got to ask... What is the therefore? Therefore. Why is it there? Because it's obviously, link, it's a linking word. So, afterwards maybe, just look at the first part of this chapter. You've been blessed, Peter says. This is the guy who denied Jesus. <laughs> the one who thought he'd lost it. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance. Oh, if you can just catch this. Into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through a faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wow. You've got an inheritance. It's not from your grandma or your mum. It's an inheritance from heaven. That's going to outshine this world, this 70 or 80 or 90 years you have. It's kept in heaven for you. But right now you may have to go through some as Ashley said, trials. I thought the Christian life was all a better. No, it isn't. He'll take you through it. Well, you'll go for the mill. But we're together. Are we together? So, in the back of all those things, you can read those first 13 verses. That's where he's saying, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober-minded. You know, be serious about your Christian life. I don't mean that miserable. I don't mean, I mean, I mean just, be, just be, be real. Be serious about it. Be sober-minded. Set your hope. When things start to waver, think, my hope's in God. He's going to give me grace to get through this. Don't be conformed to the old stuff, but be holy in your conduct. If alcohol's a problem, stop it. I don't want to say that, you know. Jesus drank wine, didn't he? But some people struggle. It, it, it'll take you off. But you'll feel, what it does, it gives you guilt. Or maybe a line of coke or two. The old life. Get rid of it. Suck it off. Suck it off. You know, if we, we, we're a family here. Make yourself, you know, we've got to cultivate good relationships. If you're struggling with something, say, hey, do you know what? I'm really struggling. And you know, you'd be quite surprised when you, when you share your struggles with someone that you trust. Be careful. <laughs> but you'll find that, do you know, I struggle with some stuff as well. Let's do this together. Let's stand with each other through these things. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. He says, be holy for I'm holy. Wow, it's a big call, do you know? Big call. You know when someone's, when, you start, when you're around someone who's holy, it does affect you. I'm going to tell you about a holy man who some of you know. My good friend, who is now, or just arrived on the Asian continent of India. Justin Hill. Anyone know Justin? Unassuming Justin, just a lovely guy, probably the most unmaterialistic man I've ever met. Just wants to live for Jesus, not bothered about money or materialism. And I had the pleasure, I'll tell you a few months ago, of taking him to the airport at three o'clock in the morning because he was on his way to Uganda because he's just mission through and through. 
Well, I just thought, I'm of a holy man here. Does you good. Get around people who do you good. Build you up. Not pull you down. Talks in the scriptures here. As obedient children. Do you know what? You've got to obey in the Christian life. Some people think, oh, I'm saved now. I'll do what I want. God's got it all. It's all right. I can just carry on. There's a life of obedience. But the obedience doesn't earn it. The obedience comes from being a Christian. I read this morning in Acts. I'm finished now. But I read in Acts, one of my favourite stories, early, early doors in Acts, chapter 3. And in chapter 3 of Acts, it's when Peter and John go to the temple by the beautiful gate. Anyone know it? And this guy there has been crippled for years. Crippled for years. 38 years, I think. Or, no, I think he's crippled all his life. That's the guy that's mixed up with stories. But he's been crippled for a long time. Sat by the gate every day. Guess who would have walked past him a few times? Who do you think might have walked past him? Jesus. Why, why didn't Jesus heal him? Hmm, interesting. But now the spirits come on these disciples. They were timid, like you and me. Peter, the denier of Christ, the one who wrote this book. He's filled with the spirit now. He knows who he is. He knows who's in it. And one day they're going to pray. They're on their way to pray at three in the afternoon. That was their tradition. And they see this guy and he goes, Got any money? Big issue. <laughs> Big issue. And say, sorry, pal, I haven't got, we haven't got silver and gold. But what we do have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus and Nazareth, rise and walk. He picked him up. The guy suddenly, strength, I love it. In the text it says, and strength came. Strength came to his legs. What was that like? And of course he's jumping around everywhere. And guess what happens? The temple authorities come and they arrest Peter and John. Can you imagine if someone got saved here to heal this, this morning and some Christians came and said, right, you're locked up now. We're the religious police. You shouldn't be speaking in that name. It might come, do you know. It might come. It probably will, actually. So they end up in jail. And then when they give the chance to give their story, I love what Peter says. He talks about Jesus. The one who denied. He says to them, he says, you killed the author of life. And asked that a murderer, you chose a murderer. Now if you don't know the context of that, Pilate put Jesus on one side. And he got out a murderer, an insurrectionist, a seriously bad guy called, anyone know? Bar Abbas. Bar Abbas. Bar, son of the father, Abbas. But he wasn't the son of Father God. He was the son of the devil. And he stood there. Pilate thought, 
This is a no-brainer. He's a murderer. He's killed on how many? Who do you want me to release? Barabbas? Yes! Oh, Jesus, crucify him. He goes back to Garden of Eden. Adam chose the murderer. Satan over God. And I'll say to you this morning, if you're not a Christian in here, are you going to choose Jesus? He's calling you. He's calling you. Choose him today. And give your life unreservedly to him. Church, Let's give our lives unreservedly to God. Let's just bow our heads. Lord, we just, we love you. We've loved this morning. Father, such joy in the house. Lord, holy people are joyful people. It's not the other way around, Lord. We're full of joy and we know who you are and who we've been called to be. Lord, I pray for this house here. Lord, that we will not be part-time Christians. That we won't be zero-hours contract Christians. But Lord, we'll be all in. From the youngest in here to the oldest. While we have breath in our bones and our lungs, we want to live wholly set-apart lives. And Lord, if there be any in here now who don't know you this way, who are wandering across the tightrope of life, I pray today they'll jump in your barrel. They'll jump in your barrel and you will take them and use them mightily. Spirit of God, do that in our heart now, I pray. I can't save anyone. I ask all these things in the wonderful name of Jesus and all God's people said.